More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Jesse Kelly Show! Let's have some fun. And it's opening night of the simulcast, baby. It is opening night. This is the first time I'm actually on. Which camera am I supposed to be looking at? There's a couple of them. This one right here. This one. First, before all the other one works too. In case you're listening to me on the radio right now, I have cameras pointed at me right now. And I can honestly, I can just feel the excitement behind it because that's how I get when I look at myself. <laughs> I know it's the Jesse Kelly show and just heads up for everybody. I understand this is the beginning of pride month and actually we're going to begin there here in just a moment, but I don't want anybody, anyone to think about, to think that we are not an inclusive show here or a loving show. So just without further ado, allow us to formally celebrate Pride Month here on the show. And in case you're listening and not watching on the simulcast, yes, I am waving a United States Air Force flag. It's time to talk about how pervasive this stuff has become in our society. We have to talk about inflation. That whole Sussman jury. Uh, there's some interesting comments coming out about that. Blaming guns, why they're after children, and immigrants, illegal and otherwise, despising the United States of America. We've got all the spicy topics tonight on the Jesse Kelly Show, but let us begin here. Because what I do know, however you're listening, whenever you're listening, I do know this. 
you are already well aware that it's LGBTQ Air Force Pride Month. And you know how I know you're aware? Because it's freaking everywhere. You can't do anything now without getting barraged by this crap all over the place. I've, I've told you this story before. I'll never forget it. I sent my youngest, when I'm in the grocery store, which is basically the greatest place on earth, when I'm in the grocery store, shut up, Chris. When I'm in the grocery store, sometimes I get distracted by things and I miss aisles because we don't need anything in you know the baking aisle. We miss the cookie aisle. Sent my son, this was last year, this wasn't this year, sent my son, hey, go get us some Oreos because I love Oreos. He comes back, and he's 10 years old at the time, comes back and says, Dad, I got the Oreos. Why is the package all rainbow colored? And I said, what? And I, and I looked at it, and it was in that moment that it really, really hit me how this stuff is not just, not just everywhere. This stuff is being force-fed into our public. I mean, I'm looking at, you should see what I'm looking at right now. New York public schools, New York City public schools, they're teaching middle schoolers how to do drag makeup. It's everywhere. Remember, we've talked about it before. We had a, what was he, 11-year-old boy dressed up in drag on Good Morning America, dancing on national television while the hosts (laughs) clap like seals. We have this stuff. Well, I mean, I woke up today and everybody who has my cell phone number or email address had already sent me United States Marine Corps United States Marine Corps, the few, the proud, right away. They've got a bunch of rainbow-colored bullets in a Kevlar helmet talking about gay this and gay that. I'm looking at NASCAR. We'll get to that in a minute. I mean, look, remember, this stuff is so pervasive and it's so diabolical that they are specifically focusing on children. I've played this before. Do I need to remind you that Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon, Which, when I grew up, I wasn't allowed to watch much TV. But if I was allowed to watch TV, we'd watch Nickelodeon a lot. Why? It was all old stuff. They'd play all the old black and white Andy Griffith show. I used to be able to... (laughs) See that, Chris? Boom. Nailed it. You didn't think I could do that. I I used to be able to whistle the whole theme song. That was Nickelodeon when I was a kid. What are your kids watching on Nickelodeon? They're watching this. Just wanted to make sure you understood what's singing and dancing right now. I'm not going to let it go on very long as some dude in drag on Nickelodeon making sure your kid has a catchy tune to learn out how gay they are. Baby blue, pink and white represent transgender people because every letter in LGBTQ plus is equal and black and brown. Oh, gosh, Chris, you know what? Maybe we do need to bring the vomit button back to the soundboard. I can't take this anymore. It's everywhere. You're surrounded. We have, as we speak, as you're listening to the sound of my voice, we have rainbow flags flying at embassies around the world, U.S. embassies. We have the USNS Harvey Milk. This is an official vessel of the United States Navy. Your grandfather sailed off to fight in the Pacific on the USS Yorktown Your son will be going off to war in the USNS Harvey Milk. Why? The question is why. 
Because I could point over and over and over again, why are New York City public schools teaching middle schoolers how to do drag makeup? What is the reason? How, how did this happen? Why did society change so fast? My goodness, how did we get here? How did we get here? How do we allow ourselves to get here? And probably more importantly, how do we turn it around? How do we change this? This is not, it's not sustainable. And when I say not sustainable, let's set everything else aside. Set your values aside. Set, set what you think about this or that aside. Set everything else aside. Sustainable. Let's use that word. Do you know what percentage of under 30 people in the United States of America currently identify as LGBTQ Air Force? You know what the percentage is? 20. You understand that unless your nation has a birth rate where you're birthing as many or slightly more people than are currently alive, that your nation actually biologically will cease to exist at some point in time in the near future. You realize that we don't have a chance at maintaining our birth rate if 20% of the under 30 population of a country is not getting married. Men marrying women, women marrying men, and making a bunch of babies. It doesn't matter. Again, all morality values aside, I don't care what you are, LGBTQ, I don't care how you identify, it doesn't matter to me. Everything else aside, biologically, unless we are out there with men marrying women and making babies, the United States of America will cease to exist at some point in time in the future. That's a fact. That's not an opinion. That's a fact. And yet, it's pushed, and it's doubling down, and it's tripling down, and it's tripling down over and over and over again. Here's female swimming champion Leah Thomas with another puff piece interview on network television. Suggest that you're enjoying a competitive advantage. What do you say to that? There's a lot of factors that go into... I'll be honest, this part made me laugh. Hey, excuse me, female Leah Thomas, how were you how how were you able to do this out there? Well, I gotta tell you. <laughs> Quit, Chris. Race and how how well you do. And the biggest change for me is that I'm happy. No, okay, 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 Barf. Every single person hearing the sound of my voice right now knows that's wrong. They know what they're looking at. They know it's wrong. They know it, it's complete societal decay. They know it's detestable. They know it's, let's, let's be honest, grossly unfair to the women. Yet it continues. And continues actually, I, I misspoke there. Continues is actually a bad way to put this. It's accelerating. And it is accelerating. I've told you this before, this little story before, and it is true. How I went to dinner with my buddies in the neighborhood the women were out doing some ladies' night thing, and we just went to some Mexican joint, a couple margaritas, eating some tacos and whatnot, and they started telling me about furries, about young people today dressing up like animals and barking at each other in the halls and eating out of dog bowls in school, and I thought they were messing with me because, you know, just dudes, we love to mess with each other. That's what dudes do. One of them had to call his teenage daughter and put her on speakerphone with me to explain that it's absolutely real. This stuff isn't continuing. This stuff is accelerating. We are 10 to 15 years, I would guess, away from pedophilia, not being normalized, being pushed in every part of American society, and you being called a bigot if you don't sign up for it. But back, back to the question from the beginning, 
How did that happen? How did that happen? How does this continue? How did it happen? And how do we stop it? How did it happen? And how do we stop it? Because we're not going to be a country anymore if this insanity continues. We simply won't be. We will cease to exist. And historians will look back the same way we look back at, Lo- at Rome when senators and emperors were marrying their horses. They'll look back at us and say, oh, gosh, gross. How could they let themselves get there? That's where we're going right now. How did it happen? How do we stop it? Let's talk about it tonight. Let's have a serious talk. I'll tell you one way I know it happened. I already brought up Oreos. I brought up NASCAR. I brought up all these things. Corporate America is gigantically powerful. You're going to see for the next month, you're going to see inhuman amounts of money plastered across your TV screen. Those ads you see on TV, they're expensive. And they're going to be pushing this filth on you and your children. What goes into your eyes and what goes into your ears matter. And corporate America has decided they're all in on this. I mean, I I bring this up to you a lot. Where do you have your cell phone? Where's your mobile service? Seriously, where's your mobile service? Are you sending money to Verizon every single month? To AT&T? To T-Mobile? I don't, I don't even want you to take my word for it. Before you even call Pure Talk, I want you to go look up right now online. Go look up what AT&T has to say about all this stuff. Or Verizon or any of them. They spit in your face. They spit in your values every day. Switch to Pure Talk. You'll save a boatload of cash. You get the exact same coverage. And they love you and your values. Dial pound 250 from your cell phone and say Jesse Kelly and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Pound 250, say Jesse Kelly. Hang on. Is he smarter than everyone? Who knows? Does he think so? Yeah. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. And remember, you can email the show for the privilege of of having me hear what you have to say. What, Chris? <laughs> you can email the show your love, your hate, your death threats, your Ask Dr. Jesse questions. All those can be emailed to jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Look, we still have a bunch to get to. We are going to get to the new the new inflation news. Inflation. Inflation news. Inflation. You know what, Chris? That's not a word, but I feel like it could be a word. I feel like it should be. We can add words. Why can't I add words? Is there some sacred body of people who add words? I should be able to add words. People with degrees. I guess that probably does make sense. Actually, we are going to talk about that here in a minute. That's going to be part of our story as we as we analyze how we got here as a country. We have a lot to get to tonight, but let's 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 continue on our theme in case you missed it. How did we get to a place in the United States of America where New York City public schools are teaching mid- middle schoolers how to do drag makeup? How did we lose Nickelodeon? How did we lose the United States Marine Corps? NASCAR? We lost Disney, the largest, largest child-aimed corporation in the world. I've played this for you before. I'll play it again. This person, this human being works at Disney. They make the shows your kid watches. You want to know how we got here? Actually, listen, I think this person explains it best in her own way. 
I worked at small studios most of my career and I'd heard, you know, you hear whispers. Like I, I'd heard things like, oh, you know, they won't let you show this at a Disney show. And I'm like, okay. So I was a little like sus when I started. And, but then my experience was bafflingly the opposite. I, I just, I'm sorry, sorry to interrupt. I know we're going someplace, but I realize that this makes me sound like crotchety old guy. But my kids use the, this word a lot too, and it drives me crazy. Sus. That's pretty sus. You're sus. Oh man, that's pretty sus. It's it's in every sentence now, and I guess it's short for suspect, right? Suspect. I know. I know. I'm officially the old man shouting at the kids running by on the road. Stop saying that word. It's stupid. Of what I had heard. The showrunners were super welcoming. Meredith Roberts and like the, the our leadership over there has been so welcoming to like my like not at all secret gay agenda and so like i i feel like welcoming oh i'm gonna let her continue but welcoming to my not at all secret gay agenda just take that put that in your back pocket we're gonna pull it out again here in about 30 seconds i felt like it was i mean like maybe it was that way in the past but i guess like something must have happened in the last like, like they're turning it around, they're going hard. And then all that like momentum that I felt like that sense of, I don't have to be afraid. Let's have these two characters kiss. Let's in the background, like I was just wherever I could just basically adding queerness to like, the, if you see anything queer in the show, I'm proud of But like, I, I just was like, no one would stop me and no one was trying to stop me. My not at all secret gay agenda adding queerness to everything. But how how did that happen? I mean, it didn't start out this way, right? I remember when I was young, I remember the theme that was out there. Well, just equality. Just just do whatever. Just love whatever. Just, just equality is what matters. Let's equality. Well, how did we go from equality to a, quote, not-so-secret gay agenda and adding gayness to your kids' Disney movies. How did that happen? Well, it's not that complicated. They wanted it more. They, and this is going to hurt, and this is going to be wildly offensive, and remember, if you're offended, I don't care. It means nothing to me whatsoever. And I'm pointing to fingers, I'm pointing fingers at myself here if it makes you feel better. How did this happen? They were more committed to their religion than you are to yours, than I am to mine. They believe in their religion so much, they believe it's their job to be an evangelist for their religion. They believe it's their job to insert their religion in everything. Why is this taking place in New York public schools, NASCAR, Disney, Nickelodeon, Marine Corps, flying at embassies? Why are my kids having to buy rainbow-colored Oreos, which we don't buy anymore? Because the communist doesn't look at anything and says to himself, oh, I should leave that alone. I better not go there. Oh, that wouldn't be appropriate. Nothing. Nothing is out of bounds for the communist because he's so devoted to his God. He will do whatever he has to, including wildly inappropriate things, to serve his God. And you and me, we won't. And we have allowed this filth to infect every part of our society because we weren't committed enough to stop it. 
It's the bottom line. And look, and allow me to try to soften the blow here a little bit. You know how soft and cuddly I am, Chris. <laughs> allow me to soften the blow here a little bit. It's not that you don't love your God. I'm sure you do. It's that you also, as being a normal human being, this is part of being normal. Remember, you're normal. They're not normal. You're normal. As part of being a normal human being, you still crave the acceptance of, of society around you, and you crave their approval. You want society, your coworkers, your friends, your crazy aunt on Facebook. You want society to say, hey, Bob, you're doing it right. Cindy, your values, those are the right values, Cindy. I applaud you. You want that. And again, that's human. That's perfectly human to want those things. The communist is unburdened by those desires. You are burdened by those desires. And so what do you try to do? You try to have your values, but you try to, one, never push them on others. Oh, that would be inappropriate. Live and let live. And two, you want to have your values and you want to fight, but you want to do it the right way with principles. How's that working out for you? We're going to continue on with how we got here, how we take it back. We're going to talk about inflation numbers that aren't good. All that and more on the Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Wednesday, and I'm going to continue this here in just a second with how do how do we start taking this back? How do we how do we stop the insanity? I'll continue with it in a minute. I am going to get to this New York Times reporter saying people wish they could raise their kids outside of America, and don't think for a second I'm going to skip this. I bet you haven't heard this. Remember, remember Dr. Burks? You do remember Dr. Burks, right? The face of the coronavirus response, her and Fauci, always up there, locked down, stay locked down, close your business. You, you remember her, the same lady who told you not to travel to see extended family for Thanksgiving and then promptly got off the podium, went and traveled to see her extended family for Thanksgiving. Yeah, well, this this was her. I just want you to remember we need public trials for these people. It isn't really evident that masks are working well, but I know masks work well because I have worn them in multiple situations. I love I love that part, by the way, at the very beginning. Look, it's not evident they're working well, but I know they work well. Boy, doesn't that just sum up these people? ...where people on either side of me were positive. We've upgraded our masks to make sure that they are working and they fit well. And so I still mask on airlines, but mandates should never be an excuse for not empowering the American people with the knowledge that they need to understand why masks work and why they should be used in certain situations. And I think sometimes we use mandates because we don't want to take the time to explain the science and the data and really have people understand who should be using them and why they should be using them. Hold on, hold on. So you, under your guidance, the United States of America went mask insane. We now have, on top of everything else, we have a 51% increase in teenage girls' suicides. And your justification of this is, well, I mean, we don't need to take the time to explain the science. We can't break it down for everybody. 
Oh, yeah, I have thoughts on that. I have thoughts on that. But before we get to all that, we talked about how we got here. How do we get here to where you can't buy Oreos now without getting barraged by this filth? We talked about that. How do we get out? What do we do? Well, a couple things. A couple things. I played this a little bit earlier. I'm going to play it again. Just a couple seconds of it. The Penn Swimmer, the guy who helicoptered his way to a women's title this year, gets a nice little cushy interview. It wasn't this interview that blew me away. It was something else. Suggest that you're enjoying a competitive advantage. What do you say to that? There's a lot of factors that go into a race and how how well you do. And the- Okay, uh, yeah. It wasn't that that blew me away. What blew me away was this. There was not one boycott of a race. Not one. His female team members didn't boycott. Opposing teams, not one boycott. Parents, not one boycott. The most I saw out of the female swimmers is they would give anonymous, anonymous interviews and comments to various right-wing publications. So, as these female swimmers were so overwhelmed by a male swimmer dominating their sport, as they watched their sport, remember how hard you have to work to go to college as a swimmer. You have to work hard, hours and hours and hours and hours, more hours than you can imagine in the pool. As they watched a man destroy it, they did nothing. Back to you being nice. Why didn't they do anything? They didn't want the social scorn. They didn't want to get yelled at. Didn't want to get angry messages on Facebook. They chose to be comfortable. If you think there's a comfortable way to stop this filth, you are sorely, sorely mistaken. There is not a comfortable way, and there's not a way that society will tell you is okay. Every single thing you can do to stop this insanity, society is going to hate you for it. They're going to call you a bigot. They're going to tell you how wrong you are, hateful you are. You're a Nazi white supremacist, everything. And now for an actually harder talk, because that's one thing you're probably sitting there nodding your head. Well, yeah, they should boycott. Why didn't they boycott? Almost undoubtedly, you're sitting there nodding your head. Here's a tweet today from NASCAR. As we celebrate the LGBTQ plus community, we acknowledge that recent actions have not aligned with NASCAR's mission, blah, 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 blah. And of course, there's a rainbow flag and we have a more inclusive environment. You know, they go all in with it. What percentage of NASCAR fans do you think agree with all this LGBTQ stuff? What percentage? But look, maybe you're a NASCAR fan yourself. Maybe you're not. I will, I'll be honest with you, full disclosure, I'm not. I've tried to get into NASCAR because a bunch of my buddies are. I can't get into it. I do know this. I've always loved the fans. The fans are great. The events are fun, but not my thing. So I at least know the type of people. So what type of people do you think support NASCAR? Wherever. I mean, it's popular in California. It's popular in New York. It's popular in Tennessee. It's a very popular sport. What percentage of their fans support this filth? Okay. I know what you're saying. 
probably small percent, right? Pick your number, probably a very small percent. Now let me ask you the uncomfortable question. What percent of NASCAR fans do you think will still, I don't even know if it's NASCAR season, but let's say it is. What percentage of NASCAR fans who disagree with this will still sit down with the family on Sunday after church, fire up some chicken wings, and watch the race? Wearing your Dale Jr. shirt on, telling your son, pick your favorite racer, son. It's a high percentage, isn't it? And it's an uncomfortable conversation because maybe it applies to you. I mean, look, this is not unique to NASCAR. I've told you before, to this day, I miss the NFL. I was an NFL freak, a diehard New York Giants fan, have been since I was a kid. There were times, oh gosh, there were several seasons, I could have named for you every single player on the roster for the New York Giants. Every single one. I'm talking the backups, too. That's how diehard I was. I haven't watched the NFL in three or four years, and I miss it. You still go to those Giants games? They dumped all over over your flag, too. Enjoy those Giants games? You want to go out and watch the Yankees? The old Bronx Bombers, baby. My granddad went, and my dad took me, so I got to go. They're all in on this stuff, too. Why has this filth taken over every single part of our culture? Because we're not strong enough to turn off a baseball game. Oh, I can't believe I can't believe this stuff has even gotten into schools. It disgusts me. Anyway, honey, I got Yankees tickets for Saturday. Let's take me out to the ball game. Give me a beer and a dog. Well, yeah, we'll take America back. But next week, after the Yankees are done, oh, the, the Red Sox are in town. My word, we can't postpone that. <laughs> Look, it hurts to hear, I know. I still go through it myself. I'll find that I am supporting something that I didn't like with my money. But if NASCAR fans who disagreed with this filth simply turned the channel and stopped going to races, stopped buying jerseys, stopped buying beers, NASCAR stops this tomorrow because otherwise NASCAR collapses. But we don't. Because we still, no matter how bad it gets out there, we still have convinced ourselves that there's a comfortable way to get out of communism, that there's some comfortable, nice way to get out of all this filth. That the, hey, we can nice our way out, right? I'll set a good example. I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna stop watching the Giants, but we'll, we'll do, we'll do something else, right? I'll go to a rally. Look, if you're not going to starve the corporate world of your dollars and your eyes and your ears, then we've already lost. Remember that warning at the beginning of the show I gave you? about how pedophilia is coming, 10 to 15 years it will be normalized in this society, it is inevitable because you and I won't turn off a New York Giants game. That's a fact. Brew on that for a second. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. And look, we got a lot of places to go tonight. We're not done with all this. We got to switch gears here in a minute. I'm going to get to this New York Times reporter in a second. But again, I played this a little bit earlier from Dr. Burks, which is so wild when compared with some 
Biden DOJ audio. Listen to this once again from Dr. Burks about the mask. It, it was, well, I mean, everyone shouldn't be wearing it, but hey, you're too dumb to understand. It isn't really evident that masks are working well, but I know masks work well because I have worn them in multiple situations where people on either side of me were positive. We've upgraded our masks to make sure that they are working and they fit well. And so I still mask on airlines, but mandates should never be an excuse for not empowering the American people with the knowledge that they need to understand why masks work and why they should be used in certain situations. And I think sometimes we use mandates because we don't wanna take the time to explain the science and the data and really have people understand who should be using them and why they should be using them. That's Burks basically come out and saying these mandates, mask mandates, things like that don't really make sense. Uh, uh, trying to wash your hands of it all. Biden's DOJ, apparently they're not, what's, gosh, what was that saying they told us over and over again? Apparently they're not trusting the science. The U.S. Justice Department has just asked a federal appeals court to overturn a, uh, an earlier ruling in April that stopped the mask mandates, the government mask mandates. Do you think that those mask mandates should be enforced? Are you hoping that that is something that the government will again be able to do? Well, and the importance of this appeal of that decision is that um, it allows the CDC to preserve that power. If there is another big surge, that they have the public health powers uh, to implement, whether it's masking or other such controls. I don't think you're going to see those kinds of mandates reinstated over the summer or anytime soon. But it is important that we have that tool at our disposal, not just for COVID, but for future pandemics. Wild how they're so anxious to hang on to power, no? And look, hey, it wouldn't be a Jesse Kelly show if we didn't pay homage to Dome, Chris. And I remember watching in the Oakland Hills, Northern California, um, the, 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 the landscape turning from green to brown. And everyone, from my mother, our teachers, the radio DJs, KDIA, <laughs> Lucky 13, <laughs> um, saying how important it was to conserve water. Nobody in the history of mankind has ever landed a joke more poorly and understood while she was landing it poorly that she lands it poorly. And then the days of Gadia. <laughs> Am I right, guys? <laughs> Gosh. Oh, by the way, did you buy your Mantis X system yet? Before I move on here, I got emails. We have to talk about this New York Times reporter. Did you buy your Mantis X system yet? Remember, it's what the Marines use. Special Forces use. It allows you to practice and get better with your weapon in the comfort of your home. The average shooter, 94% of them improve with just 20 minutes. 20 minutes with Mantis X makes you better. What if that turns into, after a few months, 100 minutes? How much better are you then? How much safer are you then? Go to MantisX.com and get one today. In the comfort of your home, without firing a shot, or spending a nickel on a gallon of gas, you can go get better. MantisX.com, all right? All right, let's get back to this. And this is, this is going to be offensive, and I don't care. I mean, we, we have to have these talks. I've had enough. New York Times reporter tweets that everyone she knows wishes they could raise their kids outside of America. This is, of course, Farnaz Fasihi. Quote, I'm a child of immigrants. When I was a kid, everyone I knew wished they could raise their children in America. Now, 
Everyone I know wishes they could raise their children outside of America. I'm going to do the best I can to calmly express my views here. But I just, I just want to say to this New York Times reporter, Farnaz, and actually not just to her. I don't, I don't want to single her out. That wouldn't be fair. I want to say this to every immigrant, legal or illegal, doesn't matter. Every single person who wasn't born here and came from another country. If you're unhappy here, leave. Get out. Farnaz, take yourself and your whole ungrateful dirtball family and take them back to the dump you came from. Every single one of you. I am so sick of the people who come from all these dump countries around the world and come here and then whine about the place. That loser congressman Ilhan Omar from Minneapolis does this all the time. She came from the worst country on the planet. Somalia is the biggest dump on the planet. There's female genital mutilation at a rate of over 90% in that country. Those people live like animals. And she comes here, her family escapes that and comes to America. America, baby, where we have it all. And that would be great, right? That'd be a great story. Welcome, please come on in. And she has spent every waking moment since her family escaped hell and came here dumping on this country. So New York Times reporter, pack up your stuff and head back to Iran. Make sure you throw on a hijab before you do it, by the way. Oh, and don't come out as gay because they'll have you strung up from a crane by the end of the day. And that's after they're done caning you and pulling your fingernails out. Oh, you're not happy with America? Leave! All of you, leave. I'm so sick of these immigrant subversives who come here and dump on this country. Now, if you're somebody who immigrated here and you love it, and you celebrate it, and you try to make it better, that's the greatest story there is. I fought in the Marines with guys who either had just become citizens, or their dads did, or they were working on it. Guys from Puerto Rico, and Mexico, and Cuba, and Korea, actually. All kinds of different places. Total studs. That's a great story. If you're one of the people who escaped some dump to come here, where you have everything, everything, and now you complain about it, Pack up your stuff and leave. We don't want you here. And I need to be clear about something. If that in any way offends you, I don't give a crap. My email address is jesse at jessekellyshow.com. jesse at jessekellyshow.com. If you're displeased by my offensive words, doesn't mean a thing to me. You're welcome to, you're welcome to write in. Guess what? Write in on your boat out of town. Do me a favor, write in after you're packed and leaving, and then you can email me while you're on your way back to Iran. Freaking Iranian immigrant talking about how America sucks and everyone she knows wants to raise their kids outside of the country. Good, pack it up and go. I heard Yemen has lovely weather this time of year. Enjoy yourself over there. Enjoy another civil war, you loser. I'm so sick of this ungrateful immigrant thing in this country. It's got a daggone stop. Gosh, it drives me crazy. Sorry, you know I don't normally get mad. It just, it steams me. I hate ungratefulness more than anything else in the world. That's why I'm so obsessed about teaching my kids to say thank you. Man, if my family escaped here from Iran, gosh, I would wake up every single day and bend down and kiss the ground and thank God on high that I'm here. Not these people, though. I hate it. All right. 
There's apparently a new part of our government. We have a brand new part of HHS. You're going to love this. Hang on. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.